Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, Double G from Fight Game Media here. I did not expect to drop uh, another podcast in the free feed this week. But with it being UFC 294 weekend, and it is an early show on Saturday, decided to drop uh, Paul Fontaine and Ryan Fredericks, uh, their preview, which, which they did on the Patreon every week, I mean, essentially, because there's a, a UFC show every week. Uh, they preview the weekend show, uh, whether it's fight night, and in this case, a pretty big pay-per-view. This, this show is, is a pretty big deal. Uh, and so I wanted to play it uh, for folks, you know, give, give a little MMA, MMA uh, for, for the podcast. And at the same time, I started to think back. Now, this website was like the the bones of this website the the origin the seeds of this website i think we go back to 2006 now i was doing something for uh my my friend he had a series of websites i want to say it was called like consumer help or something and his idea was to create these this network of of content websites and just you know hit a bunch of different uh styles of 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 writing and you know he had movie reviews and you know consumer sort of help guides and and such and and so i was like ah this sounds like a cool idea you know sports doesn't really fit in in your mold here and he's like oh you know who cares it just has the consumer help name in in the domain and i was thinking about mma and the ufc was starting to blow up finally getting on tv and i was really into it and not to say i was bored with wrestling it just seemed that the ufc was the hot thing at that at that moment it was cool for the younger folks and so i started to do some writing, but I was really learning about the sport as well. And I remember, you know, the early, early podcast days, I did an interview with uh, a strike force fighter, uh, Ant Dog. Uh, he was he was fighting for he's out of Gilroy, California, which is where I was living um, with my kids. And, you know, he's a local guy. He and I coached flag football together with our kids and you know he's got this strike force thing and 
You know, he's he's going to be fighting on one of the shows and, you know, it's old school. He's got to sell, you know, uh, 20 tickets or whatever it was, you know, to, to kind of get the fight. And and so back then, you know, I interviewed him just about I didn't know anything about anything. It was on, it was probably a terrible audio, but that was kind of for that that website. And I stopped doing that website and I'm reading a book. It is uh, about something that I'm going to talk about here in a second. Uh, it is based on, it is about the fight between Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvelous Marvin Hagler. I think that the title of the book is like um, Sorcery at Caesars or something like that. And the idea was Sugar Ray Leonard, who was out of the game, beat Marvin Hagler, who was the best fighter going at that point. And how did he do it and all this stuff. And so... Uh, in that, in, in, I think it's the intro chapter, the the author's <clears throat> kind of explaining why this is a, a big deal, and he interviews somebody, and this uh, it was somebody, I think maybe it's from Leonard's camp or something, and he's like, you know how Leonard beat Hagler? He put the fight game on him. And that, those two words together, fight and game, kind of stuck with me, and I was like, fight game, that's really interesting. And so I look for the domain of fightgame.com, and it was an old boxing website, and it was not for sale. I haven't looked in a long time to see if it is for sale. So I bought a domain called fightgameblog.com. Now, fightgameblog, everybody was blogging back then, right? It, was the, it wasn't a website necessarily. Uh, it was more blogs. And so we, we had Fight Game Blog for a very long time. And then probably about four, five years ago, my buddy Dewan, who I've done many podcasts with, including when we did the series on the Fabulous Four of Leonard and Hagler and Hearns and Duran. And we were trying to think of, like, how do I get rid of this Fight Game Blog domain and change it to something a little bit more professional, and we were just going back and forth in an old Google group. And he's like, fight game media. And I was like, oh, that's it. Doing your genius. And then we became fightgamemedia.com. So anyway, <clears throat> as we decided that it was going to be fight game. Now, the fight game is sort of an idea that there's a political side to boxing. And that this is what this person said that Leonard outfoxed Hagler with is he bargained for a bigger ring so that he could do more movement. Um, you know, there were a lots of concessions that uh, Hagler made in order to get the bigger purse. Cause that was kind of, uh, that was the more important thing to him. And so this guy said, yeah, Leonard just put the fight game on him. So to me, fight game is boxing fight game is MMA and fight game is also pro wrestling to me because the entire thing is just political and standing and who the booker wants to win and why they want this person to win and, and so fight game media became well, just to me it became about all three of of these sports so uh, long story short the fact that we still have an MMA podcast is very near and dear to my heart. Cause I go back to 2006 when I was trying to do an, an MMA website. Uh, but also story came out, 
just uh, this week that Showtime Boxing and Showtime Sports is no longer. And, uh, I, you know, I was really saddened when HBO Boxing left the game years and years and years ago. I still miss Jim Lampley's voice. And Showtime was still around, not as, you know, I, I wouldn't, uh, it wasn't as maybe premier uh, as HBO Boxing. HBO Boxing was just the best. But still, you have Showtime Boxing, and, and there were, it's Showtime bo- Boxing still goes back to 1986, and here's where we'll get back to, to Leonard and Hagler. Um, the first ever fight on Showtime was Marvin Hagler versus John the Beast Mugabe in March of 1986. And we're talking, you know, Hagler is not that far off of beating Thomas Hearns and you know, arguably the greatest championship fight of all time. Um, at least the greatest action championship fight of all time. And so Hagler is on top of the world. He's been chasing this Leonard fight. And he, you know, he's taken on all comers and the Beast is, is next in line. And the Beast gives him probably a little bit more than he bargained for. And it was that very fight where Sugar Ray Leonard decided that Marvin Hagler was slowing down and that he thought and he was sure that he could beat Hagler at this point. And the the Hagler and Leonard thing goes all the way back to the early 80s. Leonard is the dandy from the Olympics. He's got the look. He's got the machine behind him. He's got wide world of sports. He's got Howard Cosell. And Hagler is kind of the guy coming up. And and if you want to sort of compare it to fiction, it is Leonard is uh, Rocky Balboa and Rocky Three, and Hagler is Clubber Lang, the guy that people don't even really know about because he's got to scrape just to get fights. Uh, but the people in the fight game know that he's the beast and they need to keep Leonard away away from Hagler. Well, it was Leonard himself who kept away from Hagler. Now, Leonard's going through a ton of other stuff at this time. He's got the the issue with his eye. He's got a cocaine problem <laughs> at the same time. Um, he's partying too much and marriage and all that stuff. So uh, had they fought earlier than they did, it's probably not going to go as well for, for Sugar Ray. Anyway, Sugar Ray decides to take this fight, and it's based off of the first ever Showtime fight that they put on in 1986 on the undercard of that was uh thomas hearns he beat james schuler and in another bit of trivia schuler died in a motorcycle accident just one week after that fight obviously showtime did have some giant giant fights uh they had lots of tyson uh they had lots of evander holyfield uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather, when he was, you know, when he was on top of the world, uh, HBO and Showtime were sort of negotiating for him, and Showtime won out. You got Mayweather and Pacquiao on Showtime, but that I believe that was also broadcast on HBO. Uh, but Mayweather and Conor McGregor solely on Showtime, and just recently, the Canelo, uh, the last Canelo fight 
was on Showtime. And uh, also, uh, gosh, what was the other fight that that I, I think is Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis earlier this year was on Showtime. So Showtime had really the, the, the big fights this year, the big pay-per-view fights. And I know they really tried to adjust to the new game. And, you know, they got into the Logan Paul and the Jake Paul business as well. Uh, but it is a it is a big money game. And, you know, if, if you are Showtime and you don't even have a streaming service anymore, Paramount Plus kind of pulled them into the Paramount Plus streaming service. And it's like, I think it's like a $3 add-on or something if you want Showtime content. And now Showtime Sports is gone. Showtime Boxing is gone. I really wonder how long the Showtime brand will will exist. The Paramount has a, has an issue with a lot of their brands. M- MTV, BET, those kind of brands. Um, I, I don't know how long we are with, with those. And, and, and Paramount, you know, more so than some of these other players like uh, NBC Universal and uh, Discovery, uh, Max, and and all that. Th- those folks seem to be a, a little bit better equipped to deal with the ever changing uh, media environment that we're in. Um, so, anyways, R.I.P. Showtime Boxing. Uh, really good memories of, of stuff over the years, and even recently this year, the you know, if I bought a pay per view, a boxing show, it was on, uh, it was via Showtime. So. Um, okay, let's uh, play the UFC 294 preview. It is Ryan Frederick. It is Paul Fontaine. They're previewing all the fights. They're talking about some possible bets that that, that they're going to get involved in. And uh, after UFC 294, I believe Paul and I are going to be live on YouTube, the Fight Game Media YouTube channel. So just search for Fight Game Media on YouTube. And uh, it'll be probably be 30 to 45 minutes after the show is over. I'll be at Big Dave Meltzer's house, and I got to race home and and jump on my computer and and record with Paul. We'll cover the main pay-per-view card, and uh, he will have probably seen the undercard stuff, uh, and uh, and he can talk about that if there's any big stuff. But uh, we'll 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 be doing that. And if you are watching UFC 294, just remember. It is an afternoon show because of, of where they are, uh, where they are having the, the fights. So um, don't think it's, you know, your normal 7 p.m., 10 p.m. start. It is much, much earlier. So make sure that if you're going to watch the show to uh, check in to the early schedule. All right. Here is Paul and Ryan. All right, uh, but we also the big one is uh, UFC 294 afternoon show this this week because uh, they're in Abu Dhabi and uh, they get what they want. So the prelims are starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Main card gets underway at what is it two? Two p.m. Eastern. Two p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So I might get this in before uh, I have to take my daughter to swimming, but uh, uh, hopefully. Uh, but uh, big card, honestly, and and we talked about this off air. Like, you know, it's amazing how often stuff like this happens where. You know, fight. You know, fights fall apart. You know, like you know, the week, week before the shows. show, <laughs> and then they end up coming up with a bigger card. <laughs> yeah, it's um, crazy. It's crazy. You lost a fighter in the main event and the co-main event, and not only did they both get replaced, but the two fights are stronger. 
than they were. This is a much bigger show now than it was than it was when we last recorded. Yeah, no kidding. Because I mean, the fight that I think you know, obviously, a lot of people wanted. I know Alexander Volkanovsky wanted it. Um, I, I imagine Makachev on some level wants it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it is made again. It's uh, they fought earlier this year, yeah. and it was a great fight. Real quick on top, on I wanted to point out too. On top of top of that, I'm always change, also you know making this better. You got to think how much money it takes them to to come up with this because these guys are getting paid pretty yeah. well. Pretty well. I mean, you're talking about two champions essentially. Uh, yeah, he's not a champion anymore, but like these guys are highly paid fighters, and they're getting they're getting you know paid to do this so, well really. between the amount of money that they get from espn for pay-per-view yeah. and a site fee from abu dhabi i think they can afford it yeah but the one <laughs> thing we talk about is how cheaply how yeah. cheaply they pay fighters when and this shows when it comes down to it they can pay these fighters what they need to, yeah. to get them the fight <laughs> and and the thing is like i'm as great as this card is um i mean it'll probably do more business than it would have um i'm not sure how much more um yeah. and whether it is worth um the amount of money that they're gonna have to pay these guys but you know what it is worth the amount of money that abu dhabi's paying them yeah and they want to make sure they have a card worthy of the site fee that they're getting and they've got a long-term deal here where they're doing you know a show a year and they're getting i i gotta feel i feel like they're probably yeah. getting 25 million dollars yeah and this is especially a good time too with yeah. like renegotiations too with yeah with you know espn you know going going on you want you know a lot of there's been a lot of you know i don't know how much i want to make public but there's just been a lot of uh internal debate about whether or not the ufc's phoning in some of these pay-per-view cards <laughs> and whether or not they want to give them as big of an increase on this and and you know doing this actually you know it helps it helps that from there their end, you know, seeing that their backs against the wall and and to make these cards better, make these cards better when the chips are when somebody forces you to go all in, essentially. You know? Yeah, and, and they did. And I mean, and, you know, they've got other shows coming up and they could have saved Alexander Volkanovsky. I mean, Volkanovsky's bit, booked for a featherweight title offense, right? Um, in uh, or not yeah. quite booked, but it he was, hadn't been he was, an, it hadn't been announced. But Volkanovsky has said that, like, he had agreed and. And yeah, he was, that was gonna that it was gonna happen. And he says he still wants to do it in January. Yeah, and that's Ilya in Tapir, Tor- that's Toronto. I guess the Elliot Tapiri in Toronto. Yeah, so that's gonna be tough. Um, I mean, if yeah. he, if if obviously if he finishes quick, then he can still do it. If he if he gets finished quick, he can probably still do it. If they have a five round war, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and and uh, he's you know they're both gonna take a lot of punishment if this goes twenty five minutes. Yep. Um, Volkanovski is one of the hardest hitters uh, in the, in that weight class, you know, in, in featherweight. And that does still translate to lightweight, as we saw. And Makachev is, you know, just one of the most grueling fighters of all time, you know, in terms of just wearing people down and, and beating them. And he's, you know, very much, you know, the spiritual successor to his coach, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, just a great fight, and I'm I'm glad we're seeing it again. I didn't think we would, or you know, I figured we would at some point, but I didn't think it would be this quick. Yeah, and um, yeah, and and yeah, I was expecting it probably a year from now, maybe less. Yeah, maybe less. And, and honestly, perfect location for it. Yeah, you know, 
Um, you know, like obviously Makachev's going to be huge there, and I assume Volkanovski will be as well. Um, yeah. The crowd's going to be pumped. We've seen we've seen instances in Abu Dhabi where where the Australians have shown yep. up there. Yeah, it's not you know it's uh, not a super long flight for them. Yeah. Um, you know, probably like eight hours, and um, and and the, those those crowds are usually pretty good. Um, I, I do remember one fight, I think it was during the pandemic where they were just insane. And part of that was we hadn't seen fans in, in so long, but, um, that, you know, where they, you know, I think the first three fights they were just going nuts for, and, um, you know, and that kind of carried through all the way through the card, but, uh, and then the yeah. co-main, which well, we haven't well, talked. I, I got, I got some stuff to say about the main okay. event. Okay. Main event. Yeah. Of course, uh, of course they're coming off that incredible fight that they had in February, February in Australia. That might be, might be the front runner for fight of the year right now. You know, there's it's pretty pretty high up there. It's definitely top two or three, two or three that Makachev won. But Volkanovski gave him a tough fight, and there's few people who thought Volkanovski won. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people wondering. You know, eleven days notice. You know, coming off the hand hand surgery, is he going to have enough time time to prepare? I think the fact that that they fought less than a year ago uh as long as volkanovsky he said he was 181 when he got the phone call so that's that's pretty wow. good that's probably yeah, 26 pounds 26 pounds you know in, in 11 days 11 days you know for his body type he's probably used to that used to that so i don't think that that i don't think that'll be an issue issue and everybody will want to say you know 11 days against makachev you're talking about a guy he fought less than a year ago he's he prepared for him for 12 weeks, you know, less than a year, year ago. He's familiar with what he needs to do with Makachev. It's not like a guy he's coming in, coming in, clean slate, never fight, fighting on 11, 11 days. There's familiarity there. there. And the same with Makachev. The only hard thing with Makachev, he's trying to – he's got to switch from, you know, probably more so focusing on the ground game to, to he's going to need to make sure his stand-up is crisp. But the short notice for this fight, I don't think it plays – plays a difference in that because like I said, familiarity of having fought fought just eight months ago. So uh so but uh you know I I do kind of want to lead towards Volkanovsky in this fight for some reason. Really? Yeah. Um I don't really have a thought, although I just I have a really hard time betting against Makachev. Yeah Makachev's um, hard to bet against. It's just Yeah and and just you know the short notice obviously as well. But I mean it, you know it works both ways as you said. I mean Makachev was preparing for a completely different fighter. Um you know obviously I mean a different fighter but just a completely different style and everything like Oliveira um is you know just you know submission expert um you know hard hitting but not the same kind of hard hitting as Volkanovsky. Um Volkanovsky is more um, you know, kind of deliberate and you know focused, whereas Oliveira is just you know kind of that sudden strikes um, that you know he can just kind of hit you out of nowhere. So your your defense is going to be different against um, against an Oliveira than it's going to be against a Volkanovski. So you know, but but I'm sure he feels confident. Um, I'm sure he feels that he won that first fight uh, handily. It is number one on the topology list uh, for fight of the year right now. Um, obviously being earlier in the year gives you an advantage on that, uh, because they, you know, they kind of have running voting. So, um, but, but again, like it's one of the first fights I think of, um, for the year and really there's nothing that springs out at me as better. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only one that I can think of off the top of my head without going through my li- list that would, 
that was as good was that Jeff Dino Shavkat Rachmana fight. Oh yeah, but but again, like uh, and time but and place makes time a and place time place stakes. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I think it's incredible. And then the the co-main um, Kamaro Usman and Kamzat Chemaev, which uh, Usman obviously moving up, uh, just like Al Volkanovski moving up from one seventy. It's the first fight at middleweight, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and going up against Kamzat, who has fought at welterweight. So, you know, they could have said, hey, you know what? You go down to 170. But I think they, um, you know, Kamzat missed weight the last time. So they're, you know, they, they kind of want him at 185. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's told to go, he's told to go 185. Plus, he had signed, signed for this to be 185. Yeah. That'd be unfair to ask him on 11 yeah. days to, cut to 170 and but it's plus big Us- risk plus it plus it makes more sense for usman to come yeah. in on 185 at on 11 days notice because he's probably he's probably borderline at 200 and been like there would have been no way he probably could have made 170 in that short notice but leon leon Ed, or kamara usman coming off the two back-to-back losses to leon edwards is very risky fight for him to take um on short yeah. notice it is it is. It's also a fight he's been asking for since he, since uh, Edwards lost in uh, March. You know, he wanted to fight. He wanted to fight Kamzat, and uh, I don't know. You know, it's uh, we'll see how much those losses to Edwards affected him. Affected him. This is by far Kamzat's toughest opponent, and and uh, you know, strong wrestler. I mean, Chimaev has been able to dominate with his wrestling i don't know that he's gonna be able to do this do that in this one well but, uh, yeah i mean it's, it's there's so this is like to me like so intriguing because yeah, i mean is. didn't even in the in my wildest dreams ever even think that we'd ever see this fight i mean i guess maybe you know a couple of years ago when Chimaev was floating back and forth between 170 and 185 you thought maybe because you know usman was a champion and Chimaev looked so dominant but um as soon as Chimaev moved up to 185 and you know i never for one second thought usman was going to do that although it's funny because he did talk about moving to 205 uh, yeah. at one point right um yeah because he didn't but it's it was because he Adesanya. Adesanya. Yeah. because him and adesanya are close friends and the whole african thing and yeah. thing and they kind of all took a pack packed that you know africans us africans won't fight other africans when it when it comes to like champion versus champion matchups yeah but but I mean this fight here, I think they almost lucked into something because yeah. the winner of this fight, I mean, you put them against Sean Strickland like Dana's as already, soon as possible. Dana's already said Dana's oh. already said the winner's fighting Strickland. There you go. So Dana's I mean and and I mean Usman, you know, to do that would be great because he, you know, he could become a champ champ. And yeah. Chmaev's a guy that you he know won't be a champ champ, he'd just be well, you know, champion in two divisions. Yeah. Um it's interesting because I, I was just listening to um uh, and Usman does hold a win over Strickland. You know, oh yeah, ago. that's right. Yeah. yeah, they um they uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, on the weekend. It was Josh Nason, our our friend, um, had Ardo O'Call on, and they were talking about you know kind of comparing MMA now to the early days because Ardo O'Call still follows it, and um, he was saying how back in the day the idea of somebody holding a belt in two weight classes was just something you never thought would happen, and now it's almost something like. If it doesn't happen, you're not, you know, you almost have to be to be considered like one of the best fighters. You almost have to hold two foot, you know, belts in two different weight classes. So it's how kind of how MMA has changed. And uh, so for Usman, you know, that would kind of take away some of the sting of, 
you know, losing this title and then being beaten in the rematch to come back and win in another um, weight class would be, you know, a, a great redemption story for him. And for Tamayev, I mean, it's something that he's been talking about since his UFC debut. So, and I am sure, I'm sure on some levels, they probably would rather he didn't win a title just because, you know, we've had a lot of issues with him. Um, a lot of but, his, his the, what yeah. he does in his outside, outside the, uh, outside the, the uh, fighting world relationships, some of the things he said on camera, yeah. some of the fact that there's a lot of people like I ha- I still have not seen evidence of Kamzat Chamaya being in the United States since he was in Las Vegas last September fighting. Wow. So he probably and and it's hard to get it. Hard I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. anything, but but there's been. But he hasn't fought for he hasn't fought for thirteen months and he's been healthy this entire time. So so let's see the math. And we haven't seen him in the U.S. U.S. I he may have been I can't remember I can't remember. I, it looks like those videos as I see him. It definitely does not look like the UFC PI. And so I don't know I don't know for sure. I I also don't pay close attention. But there was always those rumors that that he could. You know, he could not get a, a working visa to to fight to where he could fight in the U. Yes, he might be able to come over and train. I don't know yeah. how that work how that works, but as far as like fighting, like you know, he may or may not be allowed in the U.S. right now. Right now, we don't know for sure for sure. But if that's the case, like that also hurts. Yeah, hurts then it limits the places that you can book him. Yes. So, um, and the fact especially, that just, especially as especially if he were to become champion because yeah because you know they they don't like running after they don't like running afternoon afternoon no. pay-per-view shows no and they're only know. going there once a year so yeah. um you know you don't want your, your champion fighting once a year I mean, yeah and like you know a show we'll talk about we'll talk about that's happening in march that's not that's not a pay-per-view show so you yeah know, the, the, you're your pay-per-views, yeah, you are limited in what and where you, what and where you can go. So there's there's also other issues with him. They got to figure out. All right, give us uh, your three fights to watch. Um, three fights to watch. I feel like I'm going to regret this one, and I don't know that it'll be very good, but it's an but it's an important fight, and that's also it's on the main card. It's light heavyweight fight, uh, Magomedov and Kaliyev against Johnny Walker. Now, if it's exciting, it's because of Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. If it's boring as hell, then it means Ankalaev took him down and just dominated on the ground. The funny thing is, Ankalaev can have an exciting stand-up fight, and he's really good on the feet. It's just he would rather be the boring wrestler and take it down and win, which gets him the wins. It's why he's won so many damn fights. But it's also why, why you know, when he gets in a fight where he, for the title, when he has a draw and – and the first thing they do is figure out ways where they they won't book him in another title fight because they because he's so fucking boring. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that say that. He's just a boring fighter. Fighter. Even though he's, he's had some exciting fight fights and exciting finishes in the UFC, he just has starting to take that route of being a point fighter. And uh I feel like their hope is that Johnny Walker has a highlight real knockout and finishes him so they can kind of but down, but I feel like that's also going to be tough. You know, yeah. Johnny Walker, he's been very hit or miss. He's been hit his last, I think his last two fights. I think he's won two in a yep. row, two in a, three in a row, three in a row now, two finishes. And, and the Anthony Smith fight wasn't super exciting, but 
you know, he was effective and he was good in that fight. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that's one that's interesting. My next one is a flyweight fight, closing out the prelims. Tim Elliott and Muhammad Mokayev. Mokayev is a guy we've talked about a lot on the show that I've pegged as a future flyweight champion. And he's going to throw him a big test here because Tim Elliott is going to to uh, bring the fight to him. Just Tim Elliott is all kinds of crazy on the feet and on the ground. And he's going to test Mikhaev everywhere. And we're going to see how tough Mikhaev is. And little funny uh, tidbit on Tim Elliott. He, uh, he's doing, he announced he's uh, sponsoring a fighter on the Bare Knuckle show. He says the first time he's sponsoring a fighter. He's sponsoring a fighter who's fighting Kevin Kroom, and Kroom is the guy who had an affair with Tim Elliott's ex-wife, former UFC oh. fighter Gina Mazzani. So uh, that's kind of oh. funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, kinda, that's okay. really funny. I just wanted to throw uh, that in. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if Makayev <laughs> fights the same fight that he fought in his last two, he might lose. He might like, lose. Yes. Yeah. He's got a. He's got a step it up like he can't take rounds off like he does yeah Yeah. and uh my uh my other one to watch is going to be the opener opener which is which is weird because which is funny because this has a debuting fighter but it's uh shara butin makomedov against bruno silva okay i'm pulling up his topology because makomedov he's debuting debuting he's an undefeated fighter uh, I think he's eleven and zero. Yep. Yeah, eleven and zero. But he's got ten knockouts in those eleven win. In those eleven wins. He is a finisher, and Bruno Silva is also a finisher. You know, he's he's twenty three and nine, very hit or miss. But of his twenty three wins, twenty are by knockout. And he and his and when it comes to his his uh, losses, he hasn't been knocked out, but he's been submitted seven times times and disqualified once i think these guys are going to just beat the shit out of each other and i i i think somebody's going to sleep in this one no matter who no matter who i think they're just gonna get the night going great and just have a just probably have an incredible stand-up fight that sees an early finish so that uh, mega madoff not only is he 11 and 0 in mma fights but they're, you know, he's fought what they call modified rules MMA, a bunch yeah. of other fights, and he's got stoppages there too. So, I mean, yeah. he's just he's just a killer, and, and he's done some kickboxing and, as well. And two of those stoppages were like retirement. It's like fighters saying, "Yeah, I'm done fighting him." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, no, 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 mas. Um, yeah, it, it, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of undefeated fighters on this card. You mentioned uh, Megamedov in the opener. You've got Victoria Dudakova, who uh, you know we've seen her before in UFC fighting Jin Yu Fry. Uh, in the second fight uh, at strawweight, women's strawweight, we've got Anshul Jubilee, who uh, we saw. I think he came. Did he come off that um, uh, road to UFC in South yeah, Korea? He, he, yeah, yeah, he's part of the road to UFC. I don't. Th- uh, did he? Yeah, he was the the lightweight the lightweight tournament winner of that. Yeah, yeah. So he's fighting Mike Breeden. He's seven and zero out of Israel, I believe. Um, uh, no, out of India. India. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it was a weird flag. Um, and uh, Mohammed Makayev, you mentioned, uh, fighting Tim Elliott, he's obviously undefeated. And then we've got Kamzat in the uh, co main, is also undefeated. He missed an undefeated fighter. Oh, Javi Basrat, yeah, yep. against Victor Henry. Well, that's a hell of a fight, yeah. That one, um, in that on the prelims, too, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that easily could have made you think. Victor Henry, I love Victor Henry, and uh, Javi Basrat, obviously, is a guy we've been watching uh, kind of since the show started, so 
Um, yeah. lot of lot of great fights on this card, and uh, really they is. they really put together a great card. And if it goes the you know the way we think it'll go, um, you know the, the, that crowd's gonna be just revved up by the time we get to these big fights. Um, and there's some great fighters we haven't even mentioned yet, which uh, I guess you'll get into uh, this whole card right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at something real quick. Real quick, sorry, sorry for this little little small. Okay, that's, no, what that's I okay. Thought that's what I thought. Okay, so uh, yeah, kicks on everything is on ESPN Plus. All the prelims on ESPN Plus, and of course, main card you got to buy buy on ESPN Plus pay per view. But uh, kicks off. Uh, what is it? Fourteen fights. Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen fights total. Uh, kicks off with the middleweight fight. I talked about Shara Mogomedov against Bruno Silva. Look for that to be an action-packed opener and, and one to get the night off going off good. Then we have a women's strawweight fight, Victoria Dudakova against Jin Yu Frey. Then we have a pretty interesting featherweight fight, mainly because of Nathaniel Wood, who's on the who's on the rise at featherweight. He's fighting Muhammad Naimov. Uh, it's a solid matchup right there. Then we have a lightweight fight, Mike Breen against Anshul Jubilee. Then we have middleweights, Abu Azatar against Cedrique Dumas. You know that one. My, that's to me. That's actually the weakest fight on the card. But uh, but yeah. But then uh, we had Bantamweight's Javid Basharat against Victor Henry. And then we have lightweight fight Muhammad Yahya, uh, who's from Abu Dhabi, uh, lives there, trains there. He's actually, I think he's pretty well known in the country. Known enough to the fact that uh, that during on the open workouts that they're having this week, it's the four guys in the main event plus him all doing appearances on there. So he's a guy they're really going to be pushing in that market, market towards a fan. So he's fighting Trevor Peak. Uh, so and then uh, closing out the prelims, the flyweight fight I talked about, Tim Elliott against Muhammad Mokayev. Then for the main card, kicks off with the bantamweight fight, Saeed Nurmagomedov against Moon Gafarov. Then the middleweight fight, Ikram Alaskarov against Warley Alves. Then we had light heavyweights Magomed Ankalaev against Johnny Walker. Then co-main event, Kamaru Usman against Kamchat Chimaev at 185 pounds. And then the rematch for the UFC lightweight championship, the main event, Islam Makachev against Alexander Volkanovsky. 13 fights, and I would say it's like eight of them that would be on your, like, three fights to watch most weeks. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of really fun just, fights. Just good stuff, good card. stuff. Yeah, not so much like names that casual fans know, but for us people that watch every single show, there's some real good stuff here. And and a um, very good card catered to that to that Abu Dhabi market with a lot of absolutely a lot of yeah. Muslim Muslim and Muslim, you know, related fighters. And European, you know, fighters European, as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. So and plus Australia Australia with, with Volkanovsky, the Australians, you know, when Tui Vasas fought there fought there and i think whitaker fought there they uh they traveled over there pretty well so yeah although it's kind of short notice for them to get there too as well too, yeah 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 um uh so as we mentioned uh paper it's early start 10 a.m eastern 7 a.m on the uh, west coast uh with the main car kicking off at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m on the west coast so um you know it'll be should be done by like five six o'clock in the afternoon you can Get, still watch those big college football games. No wrestling this weekend, so um, big uh, well, other than the usual stuff, but no no pay-per-views or anything. So, uh, yeah, uh, hell, of a, hell of a card to, uh, I guess, our third last pay-per-view of the year. Um, yep. And uh, hopefully it's a good one. We'll talk about it next week. And uh, you think, uh, 
I, well, you already said you're you're favoring Volkanovski. I think I think uh, Makachev's going to retain. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Um, but uh, oh shit, I just dropped it, and we got to do our uh, our best bets. Uh, yeah. Hang on, sorry. Yeah, I had okay. So I'm uh, for my for my um, so for my parlay, uh, I'm going to go uh, Javid Basharat and uh, Ikram Alaskarov and uh, uh, I'll go with um, uh, Shrabutan Megamedov as as my three five parlay. And I'm going to say Tim Elliott and Mohamed Mukhayev is going to go over two and a half rounds. And uh, I am going to say that, God, there's there's some some tough ones to call here. Okay, Usman Chmaev. Uh, I'm going to say... Um, Chmaev by knockout. Okay. Yeah. So that's a that's a long shot there. I think that's going to pay really well, but uh, I, that's uh, I'm just taking a shot there. All right, we got kind of two similarish ones here. Ones here. Okay. I'm going Ikram Alaskarov uh, inside the distance. Actually, okay. also, and uh, go Muhammad Mokayev to win by decision, and Shara Magomedov to win by knockout. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're kind of on the same page there. So I can actually go with all those. Um, so yeah, I at to add main event is tough, man. I, I was like, yeah. I wanted to do like uh, I wanted to do like an over three and a half, but I I think like either one of those guys could. I can't see Makachev getting stopped early, but but I could see Volkanovski getting stopped. You know, if yeah. he gets rocked early, um, you know, it could be tough. But yeah, you just don't know how that's gonna go. And some of these other ones, like you know, I want to see Uncle Evan Walker. Like you kind of want to see that to go quick, but if it goes more than a round and a half, that that last seven and a half minutes is gonna be boring as hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm worried. Uh, but yeah, I uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff here. Hopefully, we do okay. Uh, 